So, EU have finally approved Microsoft's $7.5 billion Bethesda acquisition. Every day for the last month, I've been told, no, it's happening today. It's happening today. Bethesda, the Bethesda Microsoft deal is going to be approved. And we're going to get loads of information and all of this. And so I've been putting off, making off this episode for a month. Due to the rumours coming out that every day it's going to come out. And for some reason, I just figured, you know, the day I decide to make an episode without it, it gotta be the day they release it. So, you know what? I figured I'd wait until it was released, and it was released today. So, you have approved for acquisition, so for the US, basically all of the major hurdles have been cleared. There's nothing, there's nothing really stopping it at this point. Um, so yeah, that's awesome to find out. Uh, also, uh, OpenAI have a kind of AI system called Clip that's meant to decipher images, but when words are pasted onto a picture, it's basically able to be fooled. So, yeah, it's not very accurate, in other words, or it's not accurate. <laughs> um, the iMac Pro has been discontinued. Um, this was a very kind of confusing thing over the last couple of days, but Apple have now confirmed this. The PS5 could be letting us use bananas as our controllers. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if we see this. And you know what's better than leaks from random sources? Leaks from the company. Except this isn't a leak, this is on purpose. OnePlus have literally just shared a video promoting OnePlus 9 Pro and their Hasselblad partnership. Now, it was relatively known that there was going to be news today about it, but like, I was not expecting this. So, those are today's top headlines. Uh, who knows, maybe it's what we're reading, we'll find something new to talk about as well. It happens every time. So, let's get started with EU, Microsoft, and Bethesda. Finally. As I said in the intro, or when I first started talking. Oh yeah, by the way, for those who don't know or are new to the podcast this month, my name's Luke, this is Dan Out Digital World, and let's get started. It's been so long since I've made one of you. Let's go into this. So, for the last month, literally since the last time I made an episode, I have been hearing day after day after day after day. It's going to be today. Today will be the day. And the thing is, sod's law, right? It's whenever you decide to do something, it's whether a big thing actually happens. So... I literally just put off this episode because I didn't want it to come out just after I released the episode. Then have to take down the episode and re-record because that would be a massive pain for everyone who'd already listened and stuff. And I wasn't going to do that. So I think I'd just wait for it. And it's finally here. So yeah, sorry about the month-long wait. But, you know, some things are worth it. And this is worth it. So the European Commission has officially approved Microsoft's $7.5 billion deal deal to acquire Zenimax Media. 
Zenimax, for those who are unaware, are the parent of Bethesda Softworks. So, aka Doom, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, um, Starfield, those massive companies. Uh, the Dishonored developers, Arcane, Wolfenstein Studio, Machine Games, I already mentioned ID Software, Evil Within Studio, Tango Gameworks. It's incredible. Now, Microsoft does appear to be planning to keep Bethesda running separately with its existing leadership. Uh, same way it's been running Mojang, LinkedIn, and GitHub, or GitHub, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, GitHub. I'm going GitHub this time. Um, yeah, they've all continued to run separately after Microsoft acquired them, and it's worked very well for them. So, yeah. Now, they have also uh, just announced some of their plans with their with the PS5 exclusivity commitments for Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo being confirmed to continue, um, as well as the Elder Scrolls Online also kind of just promising to continue to support it in exactly the way it was. However, future Bethesda titles will be on a case-by-case basis, according to comments from Phil Spencer, but bear in mind, before they did not actually have legal have liability to do this as it really was not viable for them to do it as it was technically illegal for them to comment on anything and also if they had commented it actually would have led to greater scrutiny so it's definitely good that they didn't comment because it could have gotten them in a lot of trouble actually but we know it's going on a case-by-case basis but the fact is there's a lot of people, including myself, kind of thinking that how future Bethesda games on Xbox Game Pass day one, personally, is enough. I personally would not need, like if I had a PlayStation and suddenly every single Bethesda game would go beyond Game Pass day one. Now, bear in mind, Game Pass already has every Xbox exclusive, basically, in it. Um, and first party title, whether that's exclusive or not for that matter actually. It has a ton of other titles. Um, you've got EA Play in there, if you're on Ultimate or PC, either one you get it, well PC not yet, that's coming sometime in 2021. Um, quick update on the delay on that, uh, it's not been officially announced the reason for the delay, however I do have a bit of speculation. Um, EA are launching a new app called the EA Desktop app. It's going to replace Origin. However, it's still only an open beta, so it's not quite stable. And I personally wouldn't be banking on them releasing EA Play with Game Pass integration on PC until that goes into stable release and they can swap everyone from Origin over to it just because it wouldn't make sense to do so. So I think we can see that coming in the next couple of months or so. I'm not sure though. But yeah, we should see it happening fairly soon. Now, Microsoft is plan- is reportedly planning to outline its plans for Xbox later this month with a Future of Gaming event rumoured to take place on March 23rd. Um, it's basically the best time for them to discuss the future of Bethesda xCloud and iOS as well, plans for Game Pass, all of that. It's 
meant to be an if meant to be when I go do all of that basically. Um, I'm excited to be honest. I'm very excited for this one. Xcloud and Bethesda games and Game Pass is all very important stuff to Microsoft, obviously, and is at the end of the day the future of their platform. I do believe Game Pass is becoming more important now than the Xbox itself. Because whilst the Xbox, the Xbox is incredible hardware, no one can ever deny that, but Xbox's user numbers come from way more than just the Xbox now. They come from Game Pass for PC and also xCloud users. And I don't think anyone really should be using xCloud primarily yet. I think in a couple months it might be stable enough, but currently it's on 720p, so I don't expect anyone to be. But I think as time goes on, Microsoft will swap from a console-centric to a platform-centric, which is what we've already seen, and it's definitely interesting to see about how that transition is handled. So that's basically everything for that. Uh, small other update if you really care about it. Um, if you ever want to do Edge Chromium browsing, or if you ever want to you know, go on the browser on your Xbox, uh, good news if you're in the alpha ring on the Xbox Insider Preview, you now have the Edge Chromium browser. So, yeah, I mean, if you ever wanted to go browsing on your Xbox, go into Edge. One kind of cool thing, Stadia works. So if you are willing to put money into Stadia, then I guess. But at the end of the day, if you have an Xbox and you want to get a subscription service, I recommend Game Pass Ultimate because... Microsoft haven't shut down Xbox in 20 years and they have literally just brought Bethesda for 7.5 billion dollars though that's not the kind of move you make when you're planning to shut down in the next long time so if you want to go with Google be aware that they can literally just shut down Stadia anytime they want Xbox is a bit more viable in that it could just be sold off if Microsoft don't want to deal with it and most things would stay the same for a long time so don't worry about it too much and if you have an Xbox just play games on your Xbox it'll be a much better experience but yeah anyway uh, let's go on to OpenAI quickly kind of cool I took a look at this today um, Basically, OpenAI have a system called Clip. It's basically meant to be shown a picture of an apple and it can recognise it's looking at fruit. It can tell you which one and sometimes differentiate between between varieties. But if you write out the word iPod on a sticky label and post it over the apple, Clip decides with near certainty that it's looking at a mid a mid-2000s piece of consumer electronics. Uh, in another test, pasting dollar signs over a picture of a dog caused it to be recognised as a piggy bank. <sighs> now, OpenAI call this a typographic attack. Um, so, this is a quote directly from them. Start quote. 
We believe a tax such as those described above are far from simply an academic concern. By exploiting the model's ability to read text robustly, we find that even photographs of handwritten text can often fool the model. This attack works in the wild, but it requires no more technology than pen and paper." End quote. Now, Clip is more of a proof of concept than a commercial product, and goodness. And GPT-3 did actually write a Guardian comment piece last year, which was, I don't even know if I want to read that, to be honest. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Let's see how bad it is. Um, okay, I might do a separate episode on this sometime. I don't know. I need to look into it. But that's kind of cool. Anyway, it's a discovery, but it's really easy to trick AI systems. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this can improve its artificial intelligence, but... Yeah. It's definitely... I don't know. It's kind of cool. I still kind of think that this whole thing is cool, and I look forward to it being a more important thing in the future. The iMac Pro has been discontinued. For those of you who are unaware of the iMac Pro and are very into the tech space on YouTube, uh, if you've ever watched the channel Linus Tech Tips and you're watching them around the time the iMac Pro came out, you will remember a massive scandal where they broke their iMac Pro trying to do an upgradability feasibility test. Yes, I just said that. And um, they broke it. They were willing to pay Apple. Apple refused to repair it. They then had to go to Back Alley Sources to get the parts. They then fixed it. And ta-da, it all worked. Um, yeah, anyway, so, but regardless, the iMac Pro has been significantly stripped down on the store in recent days as customers started to notice. And he also stated that the iMac Pro would only be offered while, stuff, while supplies last. And TechCrunch have received information confirming, confirming from Apple that the changes doing these indicate the product has been discontinued. Now, this was back in 2017, it was launched. And the pricey configurations of the standard 27 inch iMac do give it a run for its money. So, fair enough, do what you will. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact is, the entire Mac product line is moving to Apple custom designed silicon. So, you can't expect them to still support old Intel models and, well, no, not support, sorry, just sell. Sell. They are still supporting Intel models for a while. I'm not sure how long. Um, that's actually kind of concerning to people like myself. I run, yeah, just use the way I do things. I kind of need them to, I kind of hope that Intel's Max get supported for a bit longer or that some very clever developers figure out how to run macOS on other ways. But 
yeah, for now, just if you wanted to get an iMac Pro, maybe don't, or if you really want it, then buy it quickly. But yeah, I'd say definitely take a good look before thinking, oh, it has a Web Pro. I'm going to get it because I need a professional thing because it definitely isn't the Pro device anymore. Now, the PS5 letting us use a banana as a controller. Um, I'm just going to go with this one. It's kind of funny, to be honest, more funny than anything. So, Sony have said, according to, in a filing, SpotifyGamesIndustry.biz, that it would be, quote, desirable if a user could use an inexpensive, simple, and non-electronic device as a video game for a referral, end quote. Enter the banana, two bananas, an orange, anything that doesn't have lights on it, you can basically move it into a controller. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I have no idea. Um, yeah. We have no idea. Apparently, potassium is a good electricity conductor. And okay, so a Twitch streamer, actually, four ye- over four years ago now, a Twitch streamer uh, played as the Intelligent Eight Winston. Sorry, I don't want to say this wrong, but Rudism, that's the best I can get. Rudism, I have no idea. Sorry if I got that dreadfully wrong. In Overwatch, they played as Winston with an array of bananas hooked up to his rig. And apparently potassium is a good electricity conductor, which made it viable. So that's kind of awesome. Now, people have, of course, these weird video game controllers, including Dance Dance Revolution pads. Yeah, that has happened, to be fair. So, you know, let's just see if Sony will do that. I mean, yeah, it's kind of cool. So that's awesome. Now, OnePlus and the OnePlus 9 Pro. Uh, I'm going to do this quickly because this game's 20 minutes and the first one in a month. So I figured I'd let you off easy and not give you half an hour. So today, OnePlus confirmed that the OnePlus 9 series will feature the debut of part- partnership with the company Hasselblad. OnePlus also confirmed the launch date for the phone family on March 23rd. However, the company has basically just showed off the OnePlus 9 Pro completely um, or at least the back of it and it has a nice camera bump it only has two cameras is that two cameras or is that more than two cameras I can't exactly tell but the Hasselblad logo sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong does take up a good amount of real estate on that camera bump but a few weeks ago this phone was leaked and is basically identical so Kind of awesome. Now, Hasselblad is connected to the Apollo 11 moon landing. And that's because the iconic shots, the iconic shots from that mission were shot on Hasselblad equipment. So, kind of cool. We have a poll here. Percentage of people on Android Authority who think this will, uh, this Hasselblad partnership will help OnePlus take the camera crown. Uh, 47% say yes, 
53% say no. Cool, I guess. Yeah, that is everything for today's episode. Uh, just also a quick update on the Android 11 rollout if you're a Samsung user and you're kind of wondering when you're going to be getting it. Pop into the Samsung Members app on your phone and go to the notifications area. In there, there should be a list of all the devices that's getting the update on the notifications area and it should show you which ones have been done and which ones are still kind of left to go. So, for example, for me, I can see that here in the UK, where I am, the Galaxy A71 is being updated in April. However, I believe it has already been updated in the US. So, there's slight differences from region to region, just based on how popular devices are, I guess, or something like that. So, definitely do take a look for yourself, because you don't want to get information from the wrong source for your territory. But, for now, that is everything. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. And like last time, I'm not telling you when it is, so you're going to have to find out. Bye. Thank you.